Hello, everybody, and welcome back again to a very special and different episode of the Tusser City Podcast. You already know. You see, you see the boy over there getting the Birdman hand rub. That's the difference right now. You seeing us not in the flesh. You seeing us in the virtual flesh <laughs> right now as we bring you episode twenty-one, aka the Tim Duncan episode. Timmy D of the hottest podcast on the block. I'm Fax Mercury, one half of this podcast, joined by the legendary. Look at the camera quality on his <laughs> side. This is crazy. <laughs> Yo, man, you know, you got to put these cameras to work, man. You know what I'm saying? This is, uh, you know, obviously one of those dual investments. You know, you have the camera. You use it outside, shoot some fly-ass pictures, but you use it inside. Dope-ass stream setup. You feel me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, because that stream setup go hard. Yeah, honestly. Nah, honestly, I fuck with it. I love I love my setup so much. Honestly, it's you know, like honestly, yeah, it, it really has been a really great investment. Like when I even look at this, like the fact that we can do this and you know it's really Damn. production like the production level is incredible. Like, you know, like yeah. even at the fact that we're not even physically together, the fact that we're able to string this together and, still, and it still looks yeah. as damn good. You know, some of the kings, the, the, the podcast kings. Who else? Who else but us? Podcast kings. Who else, who but, else us? but us? Who else but us? Wait. We are not a business men. We <laughs> are a business man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so let's jump into it. Mm-hmm. How was your week? I how, Yeah, how was your week? Uh, I mean, you know, my week, you know, same old, brother. Same old. It was, it was very, very quiet this week. I don't know about you. I don't think anything of crazy interest happened this week. I mean, I, I definitely had one of my, uh, uh, I guess I would say my pre previous, I don't know, is it previous person? I don't know if I'm using too many fucking dictionary words here, but you know, my teenage <laughs> days, yeah, my team, my oh, teenage yeah, yeah, yeah. Days, playing a lot of video games, chilling in the crib, uh, you know, staying inside. Cause it was very hot outside. And, um, you know, there was a lot of crazy weather. I don't know if, you know, obviously on your side in Brooklyn, I know we're not that many miles apart, but it was I mean, crazy. Nah, it was wild. It was wild yeah, like, Yo, mad storms in the middle of the night? Yeah. I hate that shit. Storms, in, yo, it pisses me off and it scares the shit out of me waking up in the middle of the night to some loud ass thunder. I'm like, yo, did we anger the gods or something? Like, what the hell is mm-hmm. going on? Yeah, no. And I got to get like blackout curtains because honestly, like I'm on the second floor, but behind me are all houses. So like I see a lot of the sky. So at night, like lightning hits, that shit just, you know, the whole room goes bright. Mm. And that shit, it's, it's the worst. Like the curtains do a decent enough job, but not in like the middle of a storm. Yeah. And like the storm in like this last week was kind of crazy. Yeah, no, it, it was, was like two, three of them, two, honestly. Two, three of them. It was like tropical storm level thunderstorms, just real crazy shit. So, I mean, you know, like it, it was really just like a stay inside um, type week. I am tight, actually, bro. I fucking hit a crazy-ass pothole, I think, in Brooklyn, actually going Oof. to work last week. So that shit macked one of my tires. I didn't catch a flat, oh. but um, it tore, like, a hole in my sidewall. So, like, the way it looks right now, it's like a piece of my tire. It's just, you know, you can open it. It's so weird. And you can see, like, you know, it's right there. Like, at any minute, if I hit another pothole or something like that, it can give out. So, yeah. you know, my ass is just uh, getting ready to uh, get that done. Um, You know, I got my service coming up. I mean, it's a, it's a chill week. I mean, even this weekend, what did I do? Uh, I kicked back at the up the street with the family, um, you know, family yeah. dinner type vibes. Uh, that's it, man. You know, it's it's really yeah. been a, a slow week, man. I don't know about you. I didn't know what you week, bro. I was about to say I do agree because, like, I mean, it was shit. You said the preview best and shit. Like, that's all I do anyway. It's just mm-hmm. play games, you know, look up for jobs. 
do uh mix this album and shit like that um mm-hmm. yeah actually like it was slow in the sense that like not too much went down and actually i think we stayed inside more days than not because it was raining usually we'll go for a walk but it was always raining at, like 12 or one o'clock and it was just like all right we're just gonna stay inside or something mm-hmm. um i like you know finished i didn't finish the album i finished like the creative process now i'm just mm. doing like the mixing and mastering this week so i started that on monday uh i mean not monday yeah yeah, yeah. i started that today this is monday mm-hmm. <laughs> when y'all hear this will be tuesday <laughs> um saturday we walked to marine park uh that was a pretty nice walk um we were gonna walk there we went there because it had this trail uh like a nature trail but we walked to like I kid you not, like three minutes and, you know, we stopped, took some pictures and then we kept walking. I just looked down at the sign and it says like caution, like ticks. So Ruthie as a kid had like a bad experience with ticks. He's like, nah, fuck that. We out of here. So I was like, okay, but it was, it was a nice walk, but we were hoping to do that. But also like, it just, you know, like the parks haven't really been managed too much since this whole thing. So now people are starting to get back to like doing some of the jobs but like walking it felt like oh nah like I'm, I'm really in some you know wilderness it looked like nobody was really trimming the hedges or making sure it just looked like the wilderness was overtaking the trail so i'm like yeah i'm not trying to walk nobody else is walking this like i don't know some shit about a pop out, pop like, out she was trying to like fucking yeah. eat you or something crazy like that yeah you don't want no problems yeah with crazy like that. <laughs> yeah i'm like yo i want zero problems with nature i'm the first one to be like y'all respect nature because nature got some shit out here so mm-hmm. But the, the walk was nice. We did that early. We got back at like t- uh, 12-something. Uh, so that was probably like the biggest thing that I did this whole week. And like we were looking forward to it. So, mm. But other than that, yeah, slow week, just doing that and then, you know, doing this today. So Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, and that's yeah, I think that's just kind of been the overall, uh, I guess, mood for the whole week. Because, I mean, shit, even content-wise, I feel like not much happened this week. I mean, obviously... You know, the NBA's back. That's been the fucking highlight of my yes, week. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about you. Like, back, back. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. back, back. Like, tons of content. Tons of fucking uh, different games. Um, I mean, you know, like starting, I mean, even when you look at this, like, the Clippers versus the Lakers, I don't know if you watched that game. Did you watch that? I went and watched the highlights. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm genuinely surprised that the product is still this good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I thought, like, professional NBA players not playing after a few months would suddenly suck. But I thought, like, the weirdness of it would, like, I guess get to people on the floor, mm. but nah. I mean, it's it it looks great. Yeah. You know, like it, it's it's basketball. It's it's still high level basketball. Yeah. You know, outside of like the scrimmage games, but once like the actual game started to be played, you saw people really walling out. You mm. know, like people were. You know, we were talking about the Lakers and Wizards thing, but then you know, Lakers play Clippers, and all of a sudden, Braun is pulling out. 2013 style defense and shit and i was yeah. like what the hell is going on like <laughs> this is the first game back first game and back. he's already wrong he's locking and, up. but we mentioned yeah. we mentioned that we thought that that time away would help them it to me it looks like they clearly got extra rest so it looks like they're about to ball out for this little stretch of games yeah no i'm definitely loving it just like you said and just specifically commenting on like the presentation i actually think they've done they've actually improved on certain aspects of how they choosing to to like present the game to us. And I mean, you know, I'm not even specifically talking about like the camera angles, but just like, you know, just like certain aspects of it. Like when you even look at like the advertisements, you know, I don't really care for that stuff, but like they have it digitally embedded on the courts, you know, they're going to find ways. I'm pretty sure to keep that stuff going. And 
You know, I mean, yeah. the virtual fan the wall, uh, wall of fans. I think that stuff is mad cool, obviously, with the tons of monitors. And- it looks so funny. Yeah, because, <laughs> like, it's- like, mad people look so disinterested. They're just like... Yeah, some people are just chilling. <laughs> and then it's some like- people, they be chilling. Like, and I actually like it. I mean, I, I really do like it's just cool. overall, like, how they've been able to create the NBA product, keep that going. And, I mean, you know, obviously, it's been able to bring back all of my favorite shows. Because all I do is watch sports shows. You know, I know I said that on the podcast yeah. before, but... Literally, like, you know, shit, NBA on TNT is back. I've been able to watch oh, Shaq, yeah. Chuck, Kenny, Charles, all them dudes, like... And they still doing the thing, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, they yeah. still doing it, yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm I'm, happy, honestly. I'm super happy. And, um, you know, just like you said, I mean, the Clippers-Lakers game, starting with that, I mean, that shit was crazy. Like, fucking Kawhi, yeah. Paul George, you know, they both went off. And, I mean, you got LeBron, AD, they got themselves going off. And, I mean, it's... Like, you know, now when you look at it, I don't even know, man. Between those teams, like, I, I actually don't know who really has the edge now. Because obviously, you know, the series yeah. is tied up, you know, heading into the postseason. You know, I don't know who's really going to have that edge where it's like, shit, you know. Uh, you know, LeBron really got it this year. I don't know. I feel like in their matchups, though, yeah. it always does look like LeBron lost the stuff. Like, until, like, that last I mean, he, he has. Yeah. Yeah. Until, yeah. Like, and I wonder if, you know, like, it'll be that way. And then he's just going to, you know, exert himself, you know, for, like, you know, the more important stretches of the game. Where, you know, he, but we all know, like, you know, Braun is the first guy to, you know, conserve the energy, wait till the right moments and try to, you know, make the big plays then. I was going to say that between both of their duos, I think they um, share a similarity. You know, you have... Uh, between Braun and uh, Braun and Kawhi, you have like the veterans that have gone to the finals, and you got PG and AD. Those are like the newer guys. Not that their skill is downplayed, but they do not have that experience in those deeper seedings. Because mm-hmm. you know, we saw Paul George; he, he was going off that game, and then fourth quarter shows up. You know, he you know uh, the you know Braun locks him up and stuff like that. Like it, it's like in the way that like, and you know, at this point, like Paul George has that like poor reputation. Like ah, oh, you know. He doesn't really show up in certain moments. Yeah. And like AD, Play we don't have P. that about That's AD. <laughs> right, right. But with AD, we don't even have that because he's never really been. Yeah, he's never first, been for first, the uh, first round swept. That's it. Yeah. One, yeah, exactly. So he's eight seed. They got swept by the Warriors on that crazy year. So we have two guys that are more unproven in the deeper seeding. So I think what will break it down in the playoffs is who's actually going to step up. Because it's, you know, Braun and Kawhi are going to, I think it'll be, you know, the, that battle of titans where one game uh, Kawhi's going to go off for like 45, next game Braun's going to drop 50 or some shit. And they're always going to either be just, you know, going off on each other. And then the other two, I think it's it's going to matter between them, which the the second guy is going to really step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's definitely on the money. I mean, and it definitely makes for great basketball. I'll definitely love seeing that. Yeah, And I mean, it woke up the Titan and the Clippers because since then, I feel like they've been on a tear. I don't know if they played. Actually, let me pull up their... Uh, uh, Okay. They played the Pelicans. I know they played the Pelicans. Did they play the Kings too after that? Those two games right after? Today. Mm, Let me double check. Nah. Because I know they yesterday. beat the hell out of the Pelicans and then they played the Clippers. Okay. So they, they didn't play. So they only played two games. All right. So, but. Yeah, you know only I mean? two games. Bro. Whoever they, whatever they did to wake up, whoever they like woke up within themselves yeah. to play the Pelicans. I mean, at one point it was a 40 point blowout. So, I mean. You know, LeBron better step it up for sure. Like, definitely, he he got to, like, wake it up. And it can't be – I think they say he's work, averaging, like, 13 points a game or something like that versus them this season or something like that. I was like, yo. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, clearly, they're going to key in on him. And it, it's kind of – is you know, it's 
It's yeah, yeah, a they have, bad they have a matchup wing. for him. Yeah, they have a lead yeah wing you defenders. got two wings. Yeah. You know, there's no switching off and hoping. You know, there's no weak point. It's either them two are just going to be on your ass the whole game. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be stressful for at, at least him. Yeah. So it's really going to come down to AD and, you know, uh, Mantra. Has um, Mantra's little played? Oh, uh, no. Nah, Mantra's Harold. He he, I think he's still on quarantine. Him and Lou, Lou Williams are oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. quarantine because they had to leave the bubble. So, so um, I mean, when they come back, though, I mean, that's going to be the difference maker right there. Yeah. So, I think, honestly, yeah. if anything, the Lakers, they're definitely the underdog rolling into um, that matchup. But, I mean, let's see. I guess transitioning over for those, that, those guys because those are the Titans, obviously, in the West. I don't know if you got to see it, but uh, TJ Warren, bro, he had a 50-point explosion Damn. versus Philly. Excuse you know, I'm me? I'm telling you. Yo, there's a, There's like a 50-point game every season from the most random, random person. Player. I mean, you know, like, he, yo, who the f- I think TJ Warren would likely do that, though, because, I mean, if anybody knows TJ yeah. Warren coming out of college, like, I didn't watch him in college. I knew his draft stock was, bro, TJ Warren is an unstoppable scorer from, I think he went to, I think it was... Probably like the University of like fuck, I don't know. It was somewhere down south. If it wasn't <laughs> Oklahoma, it was like Texas or some shit. I don't even know. Some bullshit. Was but, he another uh, UT guy? Nah, probably not. But uh, he <laughs> he fucking he fucking went off for like a fifty point explosion. I mean, I know. The oh, sun- he went to North Carolina State. Oh, North Carolina State. Damn, I was way off. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, boy is a scorer. Yeah. Like he he's a gifted scorer. Went to the Suns. He was a scorer even his rookie season. And I mean, when they traded him, I know they regretted it right now because even tonight, like, bro, he today he scored like 30 something. Or like, I think he almost had 40 yeah. against uh, the Heat. So it's just kind of like, man, like, this dude is really on a tear right now. He's making people pay. And I love to see it. I mean, specifically versus Philly, though, I mean, that was just crazy. What has happened to Philly, like, as a Titan? I- like as a, the, the I mean, team I thought, that I knew was supposed to be the future. Everybody used to talk so crazy about Philly. What happened? I know. I thought when they made that, or when they picked up, they picked up Al Horford last year, right? Or this going into this season? Um, I think they had um, no, they had him last year too. They had him oh, the so they picked them. they picked up Tobias Harris. Exactly, that's what it was. No, they had Tobias and Al Horford last year, bro. They had both of them. So last who, year. did they they pick up? Didn't they pick up somebody going into this nah. season? No, nah, I don't know. I think they. The only thing that happened is that they, they lost just Jimmy doubled Bowen. down. They lost Jimmy. They Butler. lost Jimmy Butler, and then I think they gave somebody like a contract extension. Yeah. Or they traded for Tobias Harris, and then he signed like the five year, and they just locked him in. I think. Yeah, they locked, they locked him, him in because he became a mid year yeah. acquisition from the Clippers. Remember, um, mid season yeah, yeah. when the Clippers started offloading to prepare for Kawhi and Paul George. Right. They, so that's what they did, and then they they. Te- I think that's what it was when I saw them hit that gave uh, gave him that a lot of that money. I was like, all right, I don't really know how that's going to roll in the sense that like you got out, you're like very forward heavy, but again, you know, Ben Simmons is just, I don't know. He's don't just know around. Happened. Yeah. Like what happened and it's just and like, it's specifically with him? I don't even mean to cut you off there, but it's specifically no, you're with right. Ben Simmons. It's like, I remember that's having your wild card. Yeah. That's your wild card. And like, I remember having conversations with Ben Simmons with everybody that used to stand Ben Simmons. Everybody's like, yo, Ben Simmons, he's the future. Oh, you're talking shit about Ben Simmons. How can you say Ben Simmons is trash? How could you say he's not that nice? Like, the dude is a walking triple-double. He's averaging 20, 10, and 10, and he Who doesn't have a We said that about shot. Michael Carter-Williams, bro. Yeah. Yeah. People said the same thing. Thank you. And he had a bad... Didn't he have a better rookie season? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it just comes out to this point of, like, yo, let's be serious. Like, how long can you yeah. actually exist in this modern NBA without a jump shot? 
it just doesn't happen. LeBron was forced to learn how to become an exceptional shooter because now he's a, a he's a shooter. Like he's dead ass a gun. Yeah, I don't understand. So man. he just be gunning for like, three. Sometimes I'm like, all right, chill. Yeah, now nah, I, I fuck with it, man. Bron is a scorer from outside now, and I really do respect yeah. it. And you know, you look at Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is just reluctant to shoot the three. He's just never going to shoot the three, in my honest opinion. And it's weird because you do have pretty much. It's pretty much like Blake Griffin without a jump shot, except he handles the ball better and he's faster. I think I think somebody called him Kangaroo Rondo one time, and that should have me dying. That's mad funny. Because it's yo, it's kind of true. It's like you know, like all right, we get it. You're a great floor general. You can see the floor. You're you're six ten. You know, you can move by a lot of people, but. You know, it's the NBA. Everybody's just as good as you. So yeah. half the shit that you're doing, it's not going to go against, you know, the better players. Yeah. Like you got to develop something. Like, and I always tell people, like, I think last year I was having a lot of those arguments with people was, okay, so what conversationally, or not even last year, it was the year before that, I used to tell people all the time, what's the difference between him and um, Giannis? What is the difference between Ben Simmons and Giannis and Tendakupo? They're realistically the similar players. They're both point forwards or they're the power forwards or centers that can play the one play the two play the three play the four play the five they can play all five positions yeah. they have supreme court vision and they both are unstoppable attacking the rim. now Giannis like literally just like decides to shoot he's still not a consistent shooter he's not a sniper by but any at, at least i think he developed a decent mid-range, but also he developed, like, a, a, a sizable, like, post-jumper. Post-jumper, yeah. he. Can, I mean, he can knock down a three. If you leave him wide open, yeah. he can hit that three, and he will willingly take the three. Yeah. So, like, but I think, me, I think he when he bulked up, that strength really helped him. Yeah. Like, but to me, Because he just seems like, to, like, barrel through. But I know what uh, you mean. Like, they're yeah. in the same vein of play. Yeah, they're it's just clearly, player. like, Ben Simmons just... Like, it, it's almost like you could look at Giannis and Ben Simmons. It's like, Ben, you could be there. You're just choosing instead, not to, almost. Like, you're just, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, maybe, and, I, and maybe I'm disrespecting what Giannis is doing. And I guess that's a, like another conversation. Giannis, realistically, might right now be doing something that we might not ever see again. It might be I mean, he's doing like yeah. Astro, yeah, he's doing like astronomical like historic type numbers yeah. in the sense that he, like, well, you know, 20-something, 30-something, 11 and 6 yeah. crazy. Man. He's like doing what we praise Kawhi for doing, except he's doing it like 10 times better. Like, as far as, yo, yeah. like, year over year, this guy is getting better. Like, we didn't know about him coming in. And then, like, this dude was the future a couple of years later. I'll never forget when he first yeah. got drafted and everybody was saying, oh, yeah, he's similar to KD because of his frame. And, like, you know, nobody... That's, like, yeah. They were saying his, his weird potential... That's comparison. Yeah, his potential could be the limit. He could be, like, KD. And I was like, yeah, I guess because of his frame. But, I mean, oh, my God, has his trajectory been phenomenal. And I, mean, I remember seeing flashes of it, like, mm -hmm. in, like, 2014. And he would play, and I'm like... He would have games out of nowhere, and it would be this type of shit that he's doing now on the regular. And I'm like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And I knew I was like, all right, there's something there. The triple double. But games. he has to, yeah. And I was like, I gotta see. But like, it's there. And then I think the move was when Jason Kidd put him at point guard because I yeah. think uh, that changed everything. That changed everything. They mm -hmm. did it for like a few games, and all of a sudden it was like, all right, that was the that was the last step. That was the secret. Just give him the ball. Him the and ball. then the I guess they worked on everything else. But you're right. I think. It's not like, you know, Giannis is like far, you know, he's top class. I think it's just when you look at Ben Simmons, it's like, again, you know, like you, that's that new breed of player where you can have more of these forwards be, you know, like the point forward, you know, Braun, the Pippen, the, 
the Grant Hill type style of player, but we're seeing that more and more. But again, like you have to develop that jumper. Like I think Giannis is just so freakishly athletic that right now that trumps so much, you know, like that trumps having a consistent jumper mm. because he just takes two strides and he's, he's, uh, he's the right there at the basket. Time. Yeah. But like Ben Simmons, it's not that he could do that, but it's like, it's just not to that extent. So mm-hmm. like he does not have that freakish athleticism to save him from that. Same thing with like Russ. You know, I love Russ to that triple-double machine. You know, he scores not the greatest shooter, but that freakish athleticism saves him more everything. often. Yeah. yeah. That's so, but like if you don't have that, you got to build a skill set. And it just, you know, like I, I know. saw, I think I saw like a recent article. He's trying to bring in like psychologists to help him with his jumper. And the last time I seen that was with Markel Fultz mm-hmm. when they, you know, they fucked up his, I think it was his elbow or they did some crazy bot surgery or something. Yeah. And then they had to bring in psychologists, try to fix it, like the hitch in his jumper. And I'm like, at that point, if it's getting to like a psychological standpoint, I think, you know, you'll I never think become you a gotta, good shooter. Yeah. You just kind of, yeah. Like if you're it. that much in, in your own head if it is for ben simmons like a a mental thing then to me i'm just like it's, yeah, it's quiet yeah it's done for him he, yeah. he probably just will he'll just i don't know he's got a game physically at the rim on a Giannis level to become that next level player and become like an all-world defender yeah but that's the only way i see like if you're gonna try to still get paid or you know be seen as like a premier like player in this league mm. at this point you gotta just become all-world defense and just be the best at the just stick to what you're doing now just become the best at it now. yeah no that's it no you know, like pretty much and um you know, I think the the ultimate and toughest question, unfortunately, for that team is going to be, okay, can he do it by himself? Or is it like, or can, no, I'm sorry, not by himself. I don't want to word it that way. Is it possible for him to get it done alongside Joel Embiid? Or is it a problem where he needs to do that by himself? Like, he needs a team built with five shooters mm-hmm. around him. He, I mean, four shooters around him. He needs a team where, you know, there isn't that big clogging up the paint because Joel Embiid, although he is a stretch five and can spread the, you, you know, you could put him at the three-point. You don't want him at the three-pointer yeah. because he's a dominant yeah, seven-footer. Yeah. You should want yeah. him inside scoring 30 to 40 points a game. Yeah, off the easy buckets. At the ground. Feed yeah. him and just, you know, he drops that shit in right there. So it's there. tough. Like, you know, you got you got the weirdest twin tower set up with that team. And, you know, I don't want to, like, yeah. hang on them too long, but you got the weirdest twin tower because it's kind of like having, like, a Tim Duncan and a you know, fucking a general, you know, a Robinson. Yeah. But but those two guys, at least, you know, you got one now is running the one and one is at the five. So the one that's at the one, though, can't shoot. So he's literally just yeah. running at the paint. And I mean, yeah, it's you're weird. occupying. It's yeah. Like yeah. you're occupying the same space that he and needs it to sucks be at. because yeah. I think. Right. Like I think their potential together, if they grow like the cur- like not correct, but if they grow in like a cohesive way, is crazy. Like their ceiling would be unstoppable yeah. because how the hell are you supposed to stop a, a point guard in the center that's damn near the same height? Like that's just a mad, just a mad, you know, the pick and rolls that they run now. I'd yeah. be like, oh, who the hell you want me to switch on to? This is ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like it just is not working to the extent like all those. If those two should be able to like hold down the weight for a, a, a like a good stretch of the game and everybody else is complimentary honestly yeah. but it's just not that and it's just kind of crazy it's kind of strange they put yeah. you know like sam hinky did all that shit you know failing 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 get these draft picks and it was good and not to say that they're bad but it's just like not to say that their window has like disappeared but i just think it needs like you know another retooling because now you look at you know to to change topics and also you know find another team but you look at the raptors like 
you know, they're still contending after losing an all-world player. Team right there. Like, um, like contending, contending. Like, I, I'm looking at, like, man, we really might have to give Nick Nurse, like, he's up there yeah, in terms nah, he of coaching. I think, didn't they say he got robbed? I don't know if the awards came out today. I, I got to probably verify that. Yeah, it was um, Billy Donovan, and I forgot who was the other one. But there was two people, one, like, coach of the, co-coach of the year. Well, and it wasn't Nick Nurse. I don't think it was Nick Nurse. Wow, that is hilarious. Because, yeah, because I don't know. Because, like, you would look at some of the shit Dwayne Casey's running, you're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. But then just looking at the shit that he was, you know, Nick Nurse, I mean, of course, you had a Kawhi, but then you take him away and look. I mean, Pascal Siakam's, you know, he blew up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the stuff that they're running and he's making these role players look like stars, like, nobody give a shit, uh, shit about Fred Van Fleet all of a sudden. Yeah. Nick Nurse got him doing that. Yeah, <laughs> he, he got him everything. He got, they got him looking like he's an all star that, you know, he really Damn. got a place in this league. It's crazy. People put, and I think he what he went to a D two. He wasn't even at a D one. I think yeah, something like that. So something like that. Yeah, you you really got a huge shout outs to whatever they're doing in Toronto. I mean, you know, just like you said, to move on to I guess that team. Like when you look at just the field, you know, you obviously have the Titans of the the conferences, the Bucks. You have the Clippers. You have the Lakers. Um, I guess in the East, the second Titan would be Toronto, but I, I kind of consider them closer to the field. You know, who is that next big threat you would say to that yeah. title? You know, at least when you consider, you know, because everybody is obviously talking about, you know, and it's been like that for the years. The Western Conference Finals is the true finals. You know, whoever wins that mm-hmm. series is typically the biggest threat to win the title. Um, you know, yeah. Kawhi has kind of thrown a wrench, obviously, in that over the last couple of years. And then LeBron being in the East has kind of just held yeah. the equilibrium for so many years. Um, but realistically, whoever's in the West has been really deciding who's winning the title so you know who who do you have like i mean as like that next big threat Mm -hmm. because i do really think somebody might like throw a wrench like i don't know who's gonna win the title like i my money is probably on the clippers i guess if you like if i'm gonna go yeah but i would say clippers uh yeah yeah you go first go if i'm if i'm gonna go first um my idea is that clippers are easily the my favorites to win the title obviously right after them i got the lakers that's why i like the western conference finals that's the finals yeah. Right after them, then coming out the East, I don't know, man. Like, from what I'm seeing between Boston and Toronto, one of those two teams might, like, threaten the Eastern Conference Finals, man, because the blueprint is there to stop Giannis, man. They just have it. They have the blueprint to stop Giannis. Like, yeah. not being a jump shooter, somebody that can score from outside 15 feet, you need to be at the rim. Um, In the playoffs, when the, the refs are holding their whistle a little bit more, they're not going to give you the calls. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're really yeah. gonna struggle, man. You gotta find another way to beat these teams. So if they're taking the one way you can score, and I mean, yeah. you know, that's my issue also with the Houston Rockets. You know, like sometimes when I see like, all right, you know, James Harden, his three is not falling, and I know he's a slasher and and gets to the rim, and if he's not getting a free throw, like calls, like so, I mean, like, it's yeah, like he gets cold, bro. He literally, it's like he, it's like useless. the free throws yeah. get him hot. Yeah. yeah, the free throws will keep him hot, and if he's not getting those free throws and his shots not falling, he literally be. Yo, Westbrook, he becomes a worse version of Westbrook to me. So it's just kind of like, you know, it, it, it's it's crazy. Like, who is truly the next big threat? And I think I I think I really do have between the Raptors and the Celtics. Um, by the end of the regular season, I'm gonna see how I truly feel between those two teams. But I do like the Raptors, man, to come out the East. I think right now I'm sticking with them because yeah. they have the best defense. 
right now. They're they're ridiculous yeah. on defense. It, it makes no sense. And just again, you just lost a player, and you maintaining this level of defense Dominance? or just maintaining oh, that level is just lets me know. And I I honestly think like that is a testament to obviously the coaching, everything. You know, Masai Rujiri, like he, you know, they're holding it down. Like that's a top class organization, top to bottom. But I think like looking at it as like a prospective free agent, that's an easy setup. Yo, just go there. It's it's already there. Yeah, as an all star, you know, like, like what, do you, what do you need team wise? It's literally boom. already set for you, you to just go over there and dominate. You just go there, pick up the mantle. I could score twenty to thirty points a game whenever I choose to. Whatever type of player I am, realistically, I mean, defensively, they don't even need you to be a dominant defensive presence. All you got to do is need to just do your rotations, mm-hmm. do your rotations, score, and and put your hands up in rotations. That's it. Yeah. So I mean, that's it. Yeah, um, that's fire. Shit. Yeah, I would say Clippers for me number one purely because they just have the highest ceiling. Like yeah. the best version of the Clippers is like the best team in team the league. Team in the league, like, period. Yeah. Yeah, like by far, because you're just putting like, you know, to me, baby Jordan and then, you know, Paul George together. Like, yeah. you know. And like I think, you know, just like oh, because I think Paul George, you know, really just grew as like a shooter in OKC because he came in and by the time he was done, he was shooting like almost like a 40% or at a 40% clip. So if you get Paul George at that consistent level of shooting again on top of Kawhi being a consistent shooter and yeah. both of them are really amazing two-way players and you just supplement that, like that to me would just, you know, solidify like a duo that, all right, you guys are doing the same thing, but it's not detrimental because you can, you both can do everything, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I mean, I think Kawhi's like playmaking ability could be better, but in the sense that like, all right, you both can score when you need to. And you both can play all world defense. That's that's what's going to save your ass in, you know, the heatest, you know, the hottest moments in the finals. Yeah. Playing defense and creating your own shot. Um, of course, I would say uh, Lakers second um, just really depends on, you know, Braun like that. You know, that it just, you know, Braun yeah. and then just AD showing up. Yeah. Um, and JR just not doing dumb shit again. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll, JR we'll not see about the that. game again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after that, um, like, I don't know. The the Bucks are just so weird in the sense that, like, they're still there. Like, Budenholz is a, a fantastic coach. Giannis is, you know, I'm never going to doubt Giannis, but it's just, you know, like, just seeing him just go up against certain, like, teams and certain competition, like, sometimes he withers away. And, you know, like, I think that might be, like, normal for, like, somebody of his caliber, but it's also, like, he got really hot really fast, so now we're expecting him, like, all right, dude, like, come go get a championship already. And, like, that expectation, you know, he's hungry for that now. But also I think, like, you know, he hasn't found that next step yet to, like, take him to that, to, you know, that truly unstoppable, quote-unquote, class where, you know, at the very least, like, he can, you know, he won't get less than, you know, I don't know. If he gets less than 18 points, he's doing something else to help out. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he's just at that. Like, he's just right there. But, you know, he just doesn't have, like, that uh, that extra set of consistency to help him out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it would just, it, it, at that point, like, you know, his his raw skill is going to overpower a lot. But when you go up against the West team, you know, that's when you just, it might not work out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, but, yeah, I, I like... I don't know. I I like the Raptors too, and then also um, I like the Heat a lot. Honestly, yeah, the Heat. Like, the heat I, is I really a think. Nice yeah. I think they could they could definitely um, shock somebody. You know, I think they have you to know, be they, on though. They have to be hot, and I, yeah. I don't know how they're feeling right if now. They can. They, I think they're zero yeah. two right now. Right? I don't know if they lost their two games. Yeah, yeah. Because they who do they lose? 
lose to? Let me see here. So the Heat lost to the Raptors, and then the Heat lost to no, he no, he beat the Nuggets yesterday. Oh, they did and beat then, the Nuggets this weekend. And they and they lost to the Raptors today. Okay. So one and two or one at one? Yeah, they're one and one. Okay. So one okay. and one. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, I just think like. I don't know. Like, it's just, I don't know. Something about the Celtics just bothers me in a way. Like, they're there, but I don't know. Like, just, you know, I, I personally yeah, think, yeah. yeah, you know, like, I see, like, the growth in both of their stars, but then I also just see them, like, disappear at times. And I'm like, I don't really know, like, how consistent a lot nah, of got. Know, like, they got it. I don't know. They don't got know. solid. I think they just, like, they won't ever be that bad because all of their players are good. It's just, like, who's really standing out. Yeah. Like Jason Tatum's going to be your Jason standout Tatum. guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, between yeah. Jason oh, no, no, no. Tatum, because you know what? I think the thing with the Celtics is, is like they really got that multi-headed snake. I mean, you know, just like you said, you you can have somebody be the standout guy, or if you yeah. think about it, I mean, like yo, you got Jason Tatum going for thirty, and then what if Kemba Walker's having an on night and he got twenty points, and then you got Gordon Hayward, yeah. he's on and he's dropping fifteen to twenty. You know, you know, Jalen Brown is going to put in his fifteen to twenty, like. It's a hard assault to start. Yeah. You know they can pour in points from a lot of different directions. It's not even that. Oh my god! Like yo, we absolutely have to stop the superstar. It's like yo, yeah. Like one on one, if if they're killing their their lineup, and you know you need a double or uh, yeah, good example. Jason Tatum is getting off. You need to send him a double. You even another all star open like that. I think it's just the notion yeah. of that. It's very very difficult to deal with that um, as a yeah. team. You know, unless you're the Raptors. Really, the Raptors are the only team that's physically built to defensively match up with that team. I feel like, you know, Philly, Philly can match up with them, but I feel like the Celtics just are better than Philly. They have their number, period. I think so. Yeah. I was going to say that, like, a lot of, outside of, like, a few East teams, a lot of them have, like, w- one glaring weakness. Mm-hmm. Like, that, and just, like, Boston just seems to, you know, they have steady coaching, and, like, since everybody's at, like, a certain level of like all right they know how to play basketball they have really good role players like there's a certain baseline that they're Mm. just going to be better than other teams because they could weather that storm of all right jason tatum's not good today Mm. we can weather that because everybody else can fill in those gaps so i think that will take them far but you know come playoff time it's more about who you know more often than not it's who's the better player yeah no and that's true and i think that's the uh only thing that yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, the Celtics to me, I guess, and to, to say it all in all is really just they're like they're pretty much like Toronto, except they have like younger talent, like more talented players that are younger and less like they're less developed. So when you look at, uh, yeah. you know, Jason Tatum, you look at a Jalen Brown, like to me, I, they're better than everybody on the Raptors. There's not one player on the Raptors, yeah. maybe outside of Pascal Siakam that I could say, all right, yeah. you know, it's hanging with them talent wise. Even Kemba Walker, realistically, I mean, maybe Kyle Lowry, but I think Kemba's better than Kyle Lowry. But like, not even. I mean, Kyle Lowry's like I don't know, 33, 34. Yeah, he's already, past so. his prime, and he was a great guard. Yeah. I mean, he's a great guard. I don't want to disrespect yeah. any Kyle Lowry fans, anybody who might be listening to him. Then, but like Kemba's way better than him. So you got Kemba, you got I mean, even Gordon Hayward. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he's better than most of the players on the Raptors. Like, let's be honest, a healthy Gordon Hayward, the one yeah. that we last remember. I would take him over many of the Raptors players. So you gotta, yeah, you gotta look at it from that standpoint. The Raptors, um, you know, definitely better coach. Well, not better coach, but you know, that's why they have their record. You know, the heart of the champion. They are better yeah. coach. You have to give them that credit. The Celtics yeah, a little yeah. less developed. You know, it's where they at. But I think they can be a threat. They're catching fire at the right time, and that's all you need. And that's 
that's, that's really, really need, yeah. yeah if you're on that hot streak and that hot streak is at the right time that shit will push you farther than you think yeah but i mean i guess moving on from those guys i think i had like one more fucking nba topic uh yeah i mean you know not much else really happened with the nba i mean you know i know obviously i don't know if you followed it but jimmy butler he was talking about he wanted to wear the jersey i don't know if you saw that with no name yeah on and the back. He, with no name on it and the nba was like nah, nah geez, you gotta shit i don't even know like, yeah you can you can uh have a message just it's gotta be it gotta be our know, message within these guidelines yeah like Jesus. i feel like you know i don't know man did they drop the ball on that like the nba like should he have been allowed to do that or is it like not that big of a deal are we being picky if we're like man like you guys are really controlling the way we are choosing to protest you know. I look at it like that in the way that if you're really about a protest, then any player's request should be obliged because, yeah. you know, I mean, once like, all right, not to like undermine, you know, players having Black Lives Matter on their jerseys, but like once like the corporation kind of gets involved and says, OK, you could do it. And once they said like, all right, here's what you can wear to me, that already like discredits a lot, mm-hmm. like discredits the sense like, all right, the NBA really like cares. But, you know, they care because all right, the majority of our demographics black and, you know, 80% of our players are black, you know, like the entire workforce of the NBA is mostly black. So you have to kind of oblige and like, you know, not to say that they aren't progressive, but that's to say they're progressive in contrast to the other leagues, which in the other leagues, they ain't doing none of that shit. Mm-hmm. shit you think they're going to allow that yeah, shit? Not not doing doing that. Absolutely yeah, not. Hell no. They're not doing none of that shit. So like, that's a step up above them, but it's not real, like effective, you know, messages you know people are trying to do with what they can so just seeing that like especially because it wasn't like he put someone else's name on there mm-hmm. it's not like he put like george floyd even if he put that there wouldn't be anything wrong the fact that he said i'm gonna have no name on there yeah. and they were like you can't do that and i'm like what the fuck what is the that fuck is what that do you mean, mean? You, like thing, you know yeah. that's like right you know like it wasn't something that could be like you know considered controversial or anything like that like no name like if you can have black lives matter on the jersey no name really no can, name yeah like come on absolutely nothing on it is like oh no nah, you can't have that mm-hmm. so i just find that to be like really really weird that they're just that was like the line that they drew so i just yeah. you know sometimes you just forget and you're like oh yeah never mind you know it's a corporation like i can't trust them completely yeah exactly <laughs> it's you know and that's what it is you know you learn with life like you know you can never truly 100 percent be with anything it's like you know you you it's it's balance you know unfortunately they're gonna fuck yeah. up one thing they're gonna do right on other things you know i don't know fuck yeah i guess we move on from that bullshit like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, you know, up in that last week, I mean, it's been quiet. I know uh, Beyonce blessed us with a special, right? What is oh, it? Yeah. The Black is King special. I didn't Black watch it. Black is King, yeah. Didn't get to I watch, watch it. it. I didn't watch it yet. But, I'll watch it. Yeah. Just not right now. Not right now, yeah. Honestly, I was just, I was chilling over the week, and I was like, yeah, I'll watch it another time. Um, It was a huge controversy, though. There was a massive controversy. No Name tweeted some shit out about it. You know, pretty much, like, challenging you know, Beyonce, I guess, regarding, I, I guess her intention, you know, or, you know, like, I don't know if it's like glorification. I don't know what to really word it as, like, you know, what Beyonce was really trying to do because I didn't watch it. You know, I don't want to speak blindly on it, but, you know, she definitely, or and or clearly, you know, like was just kind of saying, you know, that there's, I don't want to, let me get this actual tweet, the exact tweet up just so I can have a, I, I, and like, what's crazy is that, like, I don't think she was the first to say because I did see a lot of articles also highlighting that same thing. 
And I think it's just like a general critique, like if yeah, you yeah, approach yeah. it from, yeah, yeah. Read the, oh, yeah, read I got it. First. I'm sorry. Yeah, so it says here, it says, we love an African aesthetic draped in capitalism. I hope we remember the black folks on the continent whose daily lives are impacted by U.S. imperialism. If we can uplift the imagery, I hope we can uplift those who will never be able to access it. Black liberation is a global struggle. Facts. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? This is, like, I, mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, wrong with that, but, you know, obviously... You know, I don't know if it's the J. Cole fucking stands that still hate no name from just I, honestly ever since that, like she said shit and I look at him like, I don't see anything wrong with that. And she's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm gonna take it down. I'm like, yo, people are just walling out on her like yeah. for everything now. For everything like they just told. don't want her to say shit. So they don't want well, to I, I mean, I agree. I agree with it wholeheartedly because like I totally understand like, you know, like again, like, you know, I, one, it's like. You know, Beyonce's, you know, the closest thing to Michael Jackson. And, you know, we, we always joke, you know, the beehive, shit like that. But, you know, I don't stand not a single fucking person, not a single celebrity on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. And I don't think even if you do stand somebody, you should be able to not be able to critique them. Like, mm -hmm. I think that's the whole purpose. Like, nobody should be above critique. Mm -hmm. You know, you can. And, you know, I think there's always room for nuance and in critique in the way that you could say, I enjoy Black is King. I enjoy I enjoy the uplifting message to the diaspora that she said. Ending, you know, a paying tribute to African roots of blackness, X, Y, and Z, while also saying, hey, you know, this is a billionaire woman who's doing this, and this is somewhat commodified in a way that it's being not necessarily sanitized, but, you know, all right, it's on Disney, it's a little more accessible, and, you know, they, they gave her free reign, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's draped in a certain way, you know, like the message is packaged, and, you know, I know she... You know, her, uh, what I believe to be like the entire production is black. You know, all the cinematographers, everybody down, everybody in that shit, you know, was black doing it. And that's that's, again, 100 salutes to that. You know, that I love to see that as well. But, you know, you can also critique it and say, like, hey, listen, like, you know, this is presented in a way that, you know, like it, it could be commodified, you know, like I'm not African. So I don't it, it doesn't affect me in that way. Mm -hmm. But I totally understand if somebody from Africa was like, hey, listen, like. All right, I know you came here and shit like that, but you know you're just kind of using this aesthetic, but it doesn't feel a genuine enough for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know, like I just look at it in those ways that if you're gonna do something like that, like you know, you shouldn't be exempt from any sort of critique, especially if like you know, like Beyonce's black, but I don't know what's her her African roots because I think both of her parents were born here. Mm -hmm. So you know, if some you know, like if somebody from Africa was like, listen, like you know, you you never specify where you're, you know, you're you're where you're from or like if your parents are first generation x y and z and had a problem with that that should be nobody should be like well you know shut the fuck up um this is about black liberation yada 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 there there has to be room for all of these things i think personally yeah no i think you honestly you touched on honestly all the points that i've personally felt on it you know and you spoke specifically you know to something me as an african i can identify with and i feel like other africans can identify with as well and i i think for the most part that like most Africans felt positive, pretty positive about it because she did pull a lot of African um, help for this project. A lot of African Twitter, surprisingly on my end, I've seen them, you know, a lot of them getting retweeted on my TL. And I was like, wow, like these are people that, you know, that I know that, you know, personally know these people that she picked for this film. So that's yeah. cool. Like, that's great that she tapped in and, um, you know, actually re reached out to the actual authentic um culture you know you know they didn't have anybody whitewash it anybody that's around it it's like people who are actually in it they live it they dance it, they do it 
They they style it. They they create the fashion. They they do these things. So big salutes, a hundred salutes to that. But it just always, even to me, still does come off though as just kind of like, like you know, it, just like you said, it's a very it's a commodification of it. It just sounds like it feels like it's being sold to us. You know, how genuine is this picture that's being sold to us? You know, yeah. Are we really trying to uplift the black American, the average black American that, you know, with all due respect, like I asked a black American, yo, you know, you know where you're from? Have you ever done ancestry, DNA, truth, tracing, things like that? You know, are you proud of like African culture, things like that? I've never gotten that. I, I don't get that from the yeah. average black person. And that's just me speaking as mm -hmm. an African in New York City, Staten Island. Like, you know, that's me speaking to my experience. You know, when I'm speaking to people on the day to day and the black people that I know, They've never been enamored with African culture, and maybe Beyonce is trying to drive them to, you know, you see what it can be. And, you know, that is what it can be. That's what it, you know, I think it's been, I don't want to say romanticized to be, because I, I can't say also that in Africa, from the times that I've been there, that it looks exactly like that. But it, a lot of that stuff is truly a representation of what culture can have, where it's been at its heights, at its, you know, um, most beautiful events, obviously the parties, the weddings, the ceremonies. You know, when you see that Niger uh, like a Nigerian wedding on Twitter or one of those videos, it shit looks a lot of yeah. like what she was yeah, presenting. That looks, that looks yeah. yeah, yeah. So you, you know, like I understand that, and and I think you know if that's what you're trying to get everybody to say or buy into, black people to buy into, I'm all here for it. I just hope that people are actually following through, and it's not just this thing where. You know, we get another Black Panther Wakanda phenomenon. Like, I felt like the whole year, like, there on after, it was Wakanda this, Wakanda that, Wakanda theme, B and and, and and it's crazy because Wakanda was based upon legitimate African tradition. So it's just like, y'all was romanticizing yeah. some fake shit that's based upon real a shit. fictional country. Yeah. You were romanticizing a fictional country. And, like, you know, like, I totally understand, like, all right, Black superhero, blah, 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 like, representation, cool, cool, cool. But, like, people was showing up in, like, traditional garbs and shit like that. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, like to me, it's, just it's a, it comes off much. offensive to Africans. I'll be honest. It really, out of time, if it was just like, yo, come on, like, you could just actually look at where it actually came from and or just tap into the true traditional roots. And praise and, that, and you praise know, that you could shit. praise that. Yeah, not some fictional and like, bullshit. Like, it just comes off as, like, yo, you see, like, no name is 100% right. Like, you guys just benefit from, all right, like, we're going to make this thing look cool. We're going to make African culture look cool in a biopic or in a in an action movie, and then we're going to sell this to America. We're going to sell it. They're going to generate billions off of it, and Africa's not going to see any benefits from it. People aren't going to be yeah. coming back to the country and trying to donate. People just say Wakanda shit now rather than, you know, Africa stuff. Remember when T.I. was like, nah, this is Wakanda. Like, bro, yeah. come, like, nah, come on, son. This uh, is Wakanda. Come on, come on. What are you talking about? This it, is Wakanda. Oh, yeah, that shit was crazy. I, yeah. I hate that. I absolutely yeah, hate nah, that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. So, you know, when I look at just like Black is King, I hope that that's just not going to be the end all say all with it. You know, obviously let it lead to actual positivity and actual, you know, benefits in the homeland like the homeland should benefit from something like this like i want to see people traveling to africa wanting to invest in the economy invest in the pockets of the locals the people you know who do this thing like all right if you like the garb don't get the garb when you see that at uh urban outfitters or uh uh, uh some asos bullshit you know what i'm saying or you know oh, uh, God, uh fashion yeah. over hit up an actual authentic person um, um a legitimate african that you know uh, from West Africa, from East Africa, you know, South Africa, wherever they're from, and have them handcraft the garb for you. 
pay them to directly use it, use their service. I know people who make traditional garb. You can have those garments made if you truly want to do those things. You know, don't just, you know, like, I don't know. Don't romanticize. Yeah. Don't romanticize like, my culture. That shit is weird to me. It's like extending that, you know, people say, oh, buy black, black businesses. Extend that same courtesy to all black businesses. Yeah. You know, like not just American black businesses, you know, African businesses, West Indie businesses, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, the diaspora entirely. Like, you know, don't get the, like you said, the sanitized version. Like, don't go to like some upscale, you know, uh, uh, African restaurant unless it's owned by actual African people. Yeah. Instead, go to like the the, the, the smaller shop. You go get the legitimate stuff, you know, like just again, get the legitimate stuff. So it goes into the pockets of the people whose culture it is, you Mm -hmm. know, like don't don't get, you know, get the sanitizers. Like you said, because I guarantee you, like if this takes up like I I don't know, like a certain storm or like this kicks something up, like I guarantee you, like you said, you know, like people going to start making shirts with, you know, traditional garb patterns. I'm telling you, the bullshit we're going to see, I'm telling you, like stemming from this. And I, you know, I know we're going to probably end up revising this conversation just because of that. It's going to be like a lot of people just romanticizing. Like, and I mean, we even, we were just talking about it in pre-prod, the whole notion of a Beyonce, we should consider her mama Africa. Are you like, what are you talking about? Like, and I know you can't, and I'm I'm an adult. You can't take what is said on Twitter and then run to the real world because, like, you literally will do that and people look at you like, oh, no, nah, you bugging. Like, I ain't never heard nothing like yeah. that. But, like, the fact that that stuff is even uttered and that, you know, all right, Twitter, you can't say it's the whole world, but that shit might be millennial real world. That's the youth. That's my generation and all for yeah. doing. A lot of them have interactions with social media. So when they see these things, um, Beyonce being this figurehead for Africa, yeah, they, they might see her as Mama Africa. Everything African, yo, let me go to Mama, the same, uh, I said, to Mama Africa, to Beyonce. Um, the same way some kids might fucking look at Patois and say, yo, look at Drake, or say, yo, look at Dancehall, let me go to Drake. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's hot. Yeah. Like, I agree. It's crazy. So, like, we, we really have to make sure we're, like, giving homage to the places of where this stuff is actually coming from and giving respects to it. You know, like, son, and and I mean, this conversation can flip flop into many things, man, because I even was looking at uh, uh, somebody had this thing up on Twitter the other day and it was saying something about like, you know, uh, languages in the world, like languages disappearing mm-hmm. across the, the country in the world. Like people aren't speaking yeah. multiple languages anymore. English has dominated the diaspora, like period. Like it's just English anymore. Wow. Like at home, people aren't speaking multiple languages. Even me, myself, I'll be honest, I only understand Yoruba. I can't speak it. I can speak mm. it somewhat, certain words, things like that, but I'll be honest, I'm definitely forcing it. It's not natural to me. I can only yeah. truly naturally understand it. And, you know, it, it, it is scary. Like, I don't know, the notion of just, like, even the world's history and tradition is kind of, like, disappearing. And, yeah. like, it's just be fi- it's becoming fictionalized. Like, I don't know, when I even look at this now, I'm like, yo, it's like, you know, okay. Yeah. Like, African culture isn't, like, African languages. It's not African food and things like that. It's, oh, dashikis and Beyonce on television and Black Panther. That's what it is now. Like, it's crazy. Like, Yeah, I, I, I agree because, like, I feel like that's the problem with, like, not necessarily, I don't know, it's, like, it's good and bad when, like, a central figure becomes the point of exposure mm-hmm. because that's always you know like you mentioned the drink that's always been my problem with drink not necessarily you know like when he does the stupid ass like you know accents and shit because it's not so shit, much like you, him, him doing UK it drill right now he's the he yeah, represents like, that for the most part 
Right. And it's like, it's not necessarily like they're just, you're doing the accent. It's just that when you do it, like you become synonymous with it. It's like, all right, you're big, you're exposing, but you know, like it, it more often than not, like people are going to start and end with you. Mm-hmm. Not too many people are going to go farther than that. You know, like how many people are from black is King are going to go search up and be like, Oh, what's, I don't know. African culture. I'm going to look into African culture. You know, like I, I would love to see like, you know, sales shit, you know, people buying like legitimate stuff, but like often with the Drake shit, it's like, all right, he'll collab with somebody. That one person through osmosis of Drake will get the, the bump up, but I rarely see it, you know, spread further into that. You know, somebody saying, oh, Drake, I started listening to UK Drill. Now I just listen to a bunch of UK Drill. Like, I left the Drake shit behind. Or, you know, Drake uh, jumped on, you know, Memphis shit. Now I listen to a bunch of Memphis shit, you know, yeah. or whatever wave. Like, I rarely see it go past that first initial point. So I hope it doesn't become that with, you know, like you said, the Beyonce thing where people just, again, stop and end at, all right, Beyonce, oh, Beyonce in African garb or Beyonce in this, or like you said, you know, like I wanted to push to actually get into the culture, you know, like I don't want it to just, yeah, like just fall by the wayside because it, you know, there's that, that risk that you run when you have it centered on one person, like that it becomes more commodified or becomes sanitized by that person because they're doing an homage, but it's not the actual version of that. You know, like I didn't, I get, I didn't get to listen to, you know, any of the songs I didn't get to see yet. So, you know, once I see it, like my opinions might change a little bit because I'm sure she'll have homages to it. But I did hear like one of the songs. It's still Beyonce music. So, you know, that's one thing. Like it'd be different if you had that and then you just put on like a bunch of, you know, African artists mm-hmm. to like really further emphasize that. Like it's still very much a Beyonce centered project from my understanding. Yeah. Because, you know, she has her in it. Mm hmm. Yeah, so I think yeah, that you know just goes back to your point, really. Yeah, I mean, I guess I you know end up the topic is just you know black unity, man. I love the fact that black yeah. Americans though are reaching out. Me personally, and also although I am mixed on the topic, like you know, I, I do love the fact that black people though as a whole, it seems that we are coming together. We want to bridge that gap. They want to unify. People want like the I'm not gonna lie, the romanization of like. African culture in music and the media and things like that. It's a mixed bag. You know, we're going to love a lot of it because, you know, mu- musically, I love it, man. When I'm hearing like African music on the radio, African music in the clubs, the parties, it's setting the vibes. Mm-hmm. Everybody's loving it. Like, this is what it's supposed to be to me. Like, yeah. it was always supposed to be like, um, so, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. I mean, I just love it. I love that, um, you know, you know, everybody's trying, and yeah. we're coming. Together it's the ebb and flow of it all, you know. Like yeah. you can have all that and still appreciate everything, you know. Like just because I said all that doesn't mean I'm shitting on anything. Yeah. That could just be my critique. Well, I can still enjoy the shit, you know. Like it doesn't have to be hot or cold. Yeah, I could just be in the fucking middle. Nah, I, I hate that shit. Everyone's just like, oh, you, should, yo, you must hate. I'm like, I don't hate shit, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, just all right. That's my critique, and yeah. I can still be like, holy shit, that was a fantastic project X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I don't know. Nah, uh, but yeah, pretty much. Let's see what is next. We have here, uh, nothing major, man. It's it's been such a fucking slow week. I mean, what we got here? I mean, I don't know. I know we haven't even spoken on this one yet. But man, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Did we speak about that on the podcast? I think it's bad that I don't remember. I don't know. If we spoke about that on the pod. I don't know, man. But that's gonna be a crazy fight, man. That that's crazy. I can't feel they're fucking fighting. First of all, yeah, no, nah, that's gonna be like really one of those game changers. Like when you really think about it, like people are really like 
like have prayed for this fight forever. Like they was trying to get this fight. I don't even know how long ago. And the fact that it's really here, like it's crazy. I hope like that nobody gets hurt. I guess is like what I want to just preface it by yeah. saying it. And I hope we didn't so talk was about this. On, now I'm thinking, did we talk about this on the podcast this week? I know we talked about Mike Tyson. But I don't remember if we talked about this specifically. Yeah, no, yeah, I I, that's I, you know, like they are, you know, a little bit, you yeah, know, a little, up there, a little bit up there in age. And I mean, you know, obviously, brain damage. I don't know how recoverable it is in elder age. You know, it's it's not really something yeah. you recover from at all, really. But it's not as tolerable in old age. So you know, I mean, it's kind of weird for me to be asking. I hope you guys are safe while you're punching the shit out of each other. You yeah. know, like, but they signed up for it, so I'm sure they're like, all right, I, I, you know, if anybody knows the risks, it's them. Yeah, you know, professional boxers at the highest caliber. I'm sure they, you know, they weighed it out and was like, okay, he's probably spoke to people and was like, all right, yeah, you know, spoke to physicians or doctors. It was like, okay, I could do this. Yeah, I just hope also, you know, when it comes down to it, it's entertaining. It's not like, all right, it happened, but. They was just staring at each other staring for four other. rounds. Four rounds, yeah. <laughs> and then the fifth round, somebody got knocked out or something. Yeah, I think with heavyweights, typically, they're a little bit, a lot more physical. Like, I usually expect yeah. somebody to be hurt or knocked or punched. Yeah. Like, like a, I like a brawl, like a yeah. for real brawl. Yeah, it's not like the lighter fights, because I feel like a lot of people, you know, we've become at least, um, I don't want to say blinded or at least, like, you know, drunken with just the Floyd Mayweather fights over the years. He's a defensive, low-contact. You know, if he's hitting you, it's with counter punching. So it's really yeah. his opponent missing, trying to hit him and him t- hitting them like a lot. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not really crazy fights. At least in his youth, he was getting a lot of knockouts doing that. In older age, it was just a lot of like tactician or type fighting. Yeah. You know, with the heavyweights now, when you look at, you know, the Tyson Furies of the world, the fucking Anthony Joshua's, Deontay Wilder's, uh, you know, fucking Andy Reeves, all those guys that are fighting heavyweights they're a lot more physical you're gonna see people getting knocked to the ground ko's like the blows are gonna land because they're bigger so like when you look at legends i mean mike tyson roy jones jr mike tyson only knows one year and that's to knock you out like i don't know how yeah, they do knock exhi- you exhibition out. you know what i'm saying they, yeah. they're calling this an exhibition with headgear i was hearing that uh what is it i think it's like i don't know what the ouncing on gloves i think they're saying they're doing like six ounce gloves or something mad light or something crazy like i was like yo what with headgear, and they're saying, like, yo, like, typically, like, you know, you would go without headgear to spar, like, with a heavier glove. So Roy Jones, he said, like, I'm mad confused. They want to go with headgear with a lighter glove, though, but the lighter glove yeah. is, like, yo, you, you know, you fighting. Like, you really trying to fight. Like, this is... A, a yeah, you can throw that punch extra fast now. You, yeah. you quicker. It's going to be... That's, that's counterproductive. That's what I'm saying. So, he, you know, he's saying, like, you know, in his defense, he's saying it's an exhibition. But he's saying, bro, he understands. That's Michael Mike Tyson right there. He said, I'm understanding that at any minute, if this man makes a decision, he understands it can go left. He can try and knock me out. So he said, I'm fighting him with the intention to knock out Mike Tyson straight up. Like I said, yeah, I respect Listen, it. Yeah. I respect that, honestly. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I like this, man. I think this might is gonna be definitely a huge fight. And um, yeah. you know, shout out them for getting that getting something like that popping off, you know, like using yeah. their likeness, you know. I feel like in old age, I feel like these newer athletes, like the newer generation of athletes, they're trying to write back the script of, you know, we can't be, you know, great at what we do. You know, whatever your calling is and in life, like you can't do it anymore yeah. in old age. But these guys are doing a good job of just like trying to trying to like change that narrative. And hopefully it's entertaining, just like you said. Yeah. Um, but uh other than that, I mean we got here the rock man, my boy man. Oh yeah. My boy, the rock. First black man 
on a fucking uh, be a league owner, yo. Like, yeah. shout out my I boy. know it's the XFL, but that shit is, like you said, that shit is still fucking dope. I mean, just to know that he has enough capital that they even let him do that. That they even let him do that. What, Vince McMahon owns the XFL, right? Yeah, he He's like a majority he, owner? Yeah, he has to, he let that go. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Rock, he, he did buy it with a... <laughs> yeah, nah, Vince McMahon, he's a couple billion. I think he has like... What is he? At least one, two, three billion? Like, he, he's worth a couple oh, he, billion dollars. Yeah. So, I mean, you got The Rock. He bought it with a... I think he bought it with like one of those sponsor groups. So it's like him and a, okay. a management group. They bought the uh, XFL. But I mean, I think it is huge because, you know, he's a majority owner and you consider the fact that he's black, the coronavirus pandemic, obviously, um, the way the NFL is handling it. I know we've been speaking and praising, heaping praise on the NBA, but I didn't even get to bring that up. You know, look at the MLB, what's going on on their side. And then the NFL is getting ready to try and come back. I mean, yeah. you, you see what's going on with the MLB right now. I mean, left and right, they are canceling games, having a suspend the game. I don't, I literally, it's next week or the week after we're going to be coming here talking about, damn, the MLB canceled this season. What happened? Like the NFL is going to go through, hopefully, hopefully they don't go through it, but if they do go through the same thing, do you think something like this could be a game changer? Like can and a black star, you know, maybe from college, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, or yeah, become like an alternative. Yeah. Cause um... the XFL, like, look at it like this, the XFL, has already been known as a league for alternatively. Like, I know you have the CFL, which is the Canadian league. Yeah. They go to the Canada to play some, like, former stars or players that didn't make the NFL. They'll go to the Canadian league and try to remake a career for themselves. The I XFL think so. has become that. So if you look at I the XFL... I think the XFL... Yeah. Like, the last time we saw it, when it just was on, like, I thought it was a good alternative, like, that the product itself was pretty interesting. That it was like you know it, it spiced it up enough where you're like okay like this was this was pretty fucking enjoyable to watch in a way that's like all right I'm not necessarily familiar with the players but the overall product was pretty good so I feel like it could be an alternative to guys that you know let's say you know enter the league and then fall out and are still good enough to compete and like you know if they get the televised games like ah, that's a good alternative I think you know yeah. like I wouldn't mind having like another football league. No, I agree. I agree. No. Like, you know, I, you know, NFL, you know, you can't get better than that. There's always going to be great things. But, you know, sometimes it's just like the NFL just has so much shit surrounding it. It's just hard to watch knowing, like, yo, the fucking commissioner's garbage. Like, these owners don't give a shit about the players. You know, like, they really out there, you know, getting CTE for nothing. Mm -hmm. Basically, because, like, if some shit happens, they get an injury. They just not getting paid no more. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Sometimes I just look at the other alternative and just hope, like, all right, that that could be, you know, something really good as well. So yeah, no, yeah, I mean, but it said they bought it for only like fifteen million. That's yeah, it was for the low too, because I, I mean, I yeah. gotta understand. I, I have to assume it's because of what's going on with the the pandemic. I mean, yeah. you know, it's probably lowered the value of the league. I can't imagine it was too much, but you know, the fact that, like, I mean, now it's just a power play. Like that—that that is a power play. Like, and I just hope it leads to good things. Yeah. I think The Rock has a, a little bit of gold on his hand, and I mean, shit. I know if I have a kid one day, man, shit, play. Hopefully, you could play in the. I mean, I don't know. I don't really believe in football. That's another conversation because of the physicality. <laughs> you know, I, I uh, like playing football, mama. but you know, I understand that it's so damaging physically to your body. You shouldn't play it, but. You know, any black stars coming up, black athletes, you know, give it a shot, man. Like, it's, and this is like another conversation on just returning, you know, to just, okay, let's do black. Let's do black. 
You know, I, and I respect Beyonce for doing that. You know, em, employ yeah. a black cast or a cast of color. You know, of any color of all different types of races, different types of um, ethnicities. You know, you want to make sure that we're all employed and all represented. And I really feel like, you know, when you do things like this, and The Rock is able to maybe pluck one or two stars, or even former star, maybe they retired and you know they feel like playing again. They can't get into the NFL. Like, You're coming into the XFL. They start putting up numbers looking like they're in NFL shape. You know, like, look at the big three. The big three did it. It got Joe Johnson a contract. I like the big three. Yeah, and it's it's become a, a great B league. Like, to the... the yeah. It's better than the G league. People will watch a, a big three game That's way the before they watch a G league game. So, I, I mean, you yeah. know, it is what it is. Like, I think, you know, this is going to become the norm. Like, we're going to get a lot of this. Like, I mean, pa- Patrick Mahomes already bought a team. The dude is like 20 years old, 21 years old. He bought a team. I mean, shit. He got 500 mil. I respect it. Yeah. 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 He got the money. But I mean, like, we should see that, though. I want to see more people of color, black people, Latino people, Asian people, yo, get into team ownership, um, get into uh, a league ownership, get into business ownership, and employ the people that look like you. Let's get it. Yeah. Let's get that money. Facts. Um. And shit. Uh, is that it? Nah, I, that's a good way to end nah, it. That is that. it. That's if, a good way got... to end it. Yeah, that is a good way to end it. Honestly, I don't. Got Unless you got else. something else, I don't. Got, okay, I don't okay, got okay, nothing right, juicy. Yeah. I mean, shit. Television right, is trash right. right now. I mean, Moesha show on Netflix. That's the only other thing I got right here. Word. Yeah, Shout they put Moesha. all that shit. I gotta watch that. I gotta watch Girlfriends. Yeah. All the one on one. One on one. All these joints, man. You know. Shout out yeah, Black yeah. Television. They all on man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out Black Television. Yeah. UPN nine shit. Yeah. Go heavy from back in the day. But oh, shit, alright then. Thank y'all for tuning in into the first virtual uh video version of the Touch of City podcast. So you already know what is going on. Once again, I'm Fax Mercury. That is Twin 4K. Um sure. shit, if you really like this format too, we could do this more often. We could keep it going like this yeah, all nah, the time. Sure. You know, you you let us know. I, I got a little webcam. Y'all might even do a little streaming shit too. Oh shit, it's lightning and out right now, too. Yeah, man. Nah, it was like um, four and a second ago. Actually, I was hearing it. I was like, man, and shout out RTX voice, man. This is MVD. Y'all need to give me a sponsorship, <laughs> man. But shout out RTX Voice, it's doing a good job. I have AC on Blair, lightning storm outside, rain all over the window. Y'all don't hear shit. It's it's beautiful. I, I don't hear shit. So <laughs> But yes, so yes, in the middle of that, um, when y'all hear this, I think we'll be in the middle of a tropical storm or some shit like that. So I hope y'all safe for that. And we will see y'all in the next one.